0: Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I want to share a old and well-worn preacher's joke with you today. Forgive me if you have heard it before. A man is trapped in his house during a flood. His home is surrounded. The rains aren't stopping and the waters are rising. The man stands in his doorway watching the water, and as he watches another man in a canoe rows by, the guy in the canoe says to the man, get in, and I will take you to safety. No, the man says, I am a man of God. God will save me. So the canoe moves on, and the waters rise. Not much later, the man is sitting in a window on the second floor of his house. The waters have filled the first floor. Then a motorboat passes by, and the woman in the boat shouts to the man, Jump in, and I will take you to safety. No, the man says, I am a man of God. God will save me. So the motorboat moves on, and the waters rise. That night, the water has filled the second floor, and the man is sitting on the roof. Suddenly, a bright light fills the sky, and he hears the unmistakable sound of a helicopter. A first responder tosses down a rope, and using a bullhorn, he calls to the man, Grab the rope, and we will take you to safety. No, the man says, I am a man of God. God will save me. So the helicopter moves on. The waters rise again, and the man drowns. A man goes to heaven where he meets God. God smiles at the man and says, Welcome. Do you have any questions? The man says, Yes, I have one. I went to church. I volunteered. I tithed. I read the Bible, and I prayed every day. Yet in my time of need, you did not answer me. God says, My beloved child, I sent you a canoe and a motorboat and a helicopter. Predictable. Not a great joke. I apologize. Today, our scripture readings tell us of the God who provides. The people are hungry, physically and spiritually. They cry out to their God, and God responds in miraculous and confounding ways. Let's look at the miraculous first. We are in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, The Israelites have escaped their captivity in Egypt. They have passed through the Red Sea. Pharaoh's armies have been swallowed by the waters, and now they begin their long and wandering journey through the desert toward the Promised Land. And like any group of humans who have been rescued from captivity, witnessed countless miracles, and the might of the creator of the universe deployed on their behalf, what do they do? they complain. you can hear the whining reverberating from the page. If only we had died in the land of the Lord, by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. when when when? And you might notice the Israelites did not ask for anything, something that might solve their problem. They just complained for the sake of complaining, which I don't know about you, but that's my favorite kind of complaining. The Israelites forgot what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, ask and it will be given you. But since that was a few hundred years later, I guess the Israelites can be forgiven. And the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you. And in the morning there was a layer of dew around Israel's camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there was on the surface of the wilderness a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is the first appearance of manna, the bread of God that sustained God's people in the wilderness. Two fun facts about manna. The Hebrew word manna does not mean bread. It means what, as in, what is it? When Israel first sees the bread, they ask like a child's Like a child whose supper plate has been invaded by vegetables, what is it? And the name stuck. What it is, is what it is. And manna only lasts one day. They could not store it or save it because it would go bad by the next morning. This physical reality underlined Israel's dependence on the Lord. But regardless of what they called it or how long it lasted, the people were in need, the people cried out, and the Lord provided. Fast forward a few hundred years, and we hear Jesus encountering another group of of hungry people. The day is the day after the feeding of the 5,000, our gospel from last Sunday, as I'm sure you remember. And the people are, as people are wont to do, hungry again. And so Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, my father gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So the people say to Jesus, give us this bread always. And Jesus says to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty like the Israelites wandering in the desert, or the 5,000 folks Jesus fed just last week. The people want physical bread again. They want their earthly needs to be met. And that's okay. We are all creatures, and we have needs, and asking for God's help in meeting those needs is okay. And God provides, sometimes in a manner we did not expect, just ask the Israelites, but God does answer our prayers. But Jesus, Jesus wants us to go deeper. Jesus wants to feed us spiritually, not merely physically. For a life with God, a deeper life with Christ, can be compared to our Bible. Scripture, especially the Gospel of John, which we read this morning, is a complicated thing. The Bible is not just a mere book. The Bible is not a novel that you pick up, finish in a few days, and then throw away. The Bible is a complex collection of a variety of texts, from history to poetry to correspondence. And we are meant to read it, to mark, learn, and inwardly digest it, as the prayer book says, over and over and over again as a spiritual exercise. Because the Bible, and subsequently a spiritual life with God, is not simple. It is not something you just get, like a slice of bread. A life with God, a life walking with Christ, a life fed by the bread of life, is a long and complex journey. A life with God has twists and turns and ups and downs and beautiful vistas and dark valleys. A life with God is not like manna, something that you don't have one day and the next day you simply get it. But if you open yourself to the living God, if you welcome Christ into your life, if you eat the living bread which lasts forever, then you will be sustained for a life of faith. A life with God is an evolution from simply feeding the stomach to profoundly engaging the soul. When we are sick or hungry or afraid, God hears our prayers. And when we want to know more about this Jesus, like the bread of the Eucharist, the bread of life will be offered. And then, when we answer the call to do the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ, as Paul wrote to the Ephesians, then everything we need will rain upon us. Come, all who are hungry, for you will receive. Amen.